Welcome to the My Life is the Medicine podcast, where we get off the never-ending search for more and take an inward gaze to find how our lives have already taught us profound truths. Rather than turning outward to experts or gurus, we talk with ordinary people and reflect inwardly about the life journey and everything felt, thought, and experienced along the way. Join us in casual conversation and reflective dialogue to discover how simply living a normal life, reflecting on our own life experiences, has already given us all the expertise we need. Hosted by Chuck Hancock, an ordinary human who has lived life in many roles, like psychotherapist, software engineer, school teacher, orphan, adoptee, father, brother, mentor, coach, ceremonialist, and more. Chuck is a weaver of wisdom, from modern-day psychology to ancient wisdom of indigenous and European roots, creating alchemy from everyday modern American life. Thanks for joining us today in the second part of our conversation with our guest. If you missed the first part of the conversation, you might want to go back and listen to that one first, or at very least read the show notes so you know who it is that we're talking to. But I think that you'd be really well served to check out that first episode. So if you haven't heard that one yet, go back one episode and listen to the first part of the conversation to hear the foundation of where we're coming from, and then come back to this one to dive into the rest of our conversation, exploring how our guest's life has provided them with so much medicine for their own life and the rest of the people that share it with them. So don't miss the backstory. Go check that out and come back. We'll be here. And if you're ready, here we go. What made that so important for you? I think what's made it so important to me is this idea of... Um, really stepping into adulthood. And although maybe I haven't experienced this, this ceremonial rite of passage as that, I feel like everyone experiences the rites in a different way and, and it's helpful to just acknowledge them as a such. Mm. Um, even if our culture has kind of lost some of that symbolic ceremony to indicate it, mm -hmm. I think we can look at um, events and just acknowledge that it's changed us, things have changed us, and we've transformed into something different. Mm -hmm. And it could be an event or it could be a long, slow process. Like I'm even thinking of parenting, you know, it's kind of, it hits you really hard in the beginning and it's definitely an immediate transformation, but then it's also a long, slow molding of meeting the day-to-day -day right. challenges. And all of a sudden it's like, for me 16 years later and it's like wow i'm totally different yeah <laughs> and i just acknowledge that i've learned how to take care of so many things and i think i just steven well i'll bring steven jenkinson into this i want to be experiencing and being here so when it's my time i'm not regretful and unprepared and um, naive <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that my time is coming every day. It's a little closer. Yeah. You know? Yeah, just um, make sure that people are following along. Like Stephen Jenkinson writes a lot about death. Mm -hmm. and, and so to keep like what I'm hearing you say is that like you 
being aware that your death will come at some point that like you're able to show up in your day-to-day life and um, be really present so that you don't have those regrets at the end. And I think that like what I'm hearing from you too is that like because you're living according to your values and your purpose too, you're able to do that. Your purpose of like loving people unconditionally and taking care of people and nurturing people, providing for people like every single day you're doing that so that when (laughs) your time comes, it's like, okay, well, I did my thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always a balance to be sought, you know, to have some wild adventure and and bucket list stuff in there too. But I feel like those peak experiences aren't the real substance. Right. Right. Even though I still want them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Haiti was like a peak experience for you that, Mm -hmm. you know, while it wasn't like a ritual or rite of passage type of a thing, like it was a you leaving home in your culture to get to see the world through different eyes that happens with other rites of passage and vision quest type situations. And I love that, like, you started bringing in adulthood and, um, and unconditional love because in, in the medicine wheel that I've been taught that like, that is the direction of the North and, um, and the adult time of life is about those things. And it sounds like, I, I don't want to assume that I, I don't know that you ever had a teacher that explained those things to you necessarily, at least from the beginning, but by you just showing up for your life and saying, well, this is what I've got to do. This is what's in front of me. And like life has been the shaper and the teacher for you that you realize that yeah, as a 44 year old woman, this is what my life's about. Yeah. And a certain contentment with that too. Exactly. You know, it seems like we all have these visions of grandeur as a young adult and making this impact and being this person that's like, heroic in some way. Right. And then slowly it's kind of whittled down. Yeah. But what's left, you know, is not anything less grand. It's just that we all share, we all share the same grandiosity together. Like no person Mm -hmm. is in it by themselves or above anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I've been studying a lot of Jungian psychology over the years, and there's this idea that Jung said that we all have to kill our own hero, like because mm-hmm. that that hero is is helpful maybe in times of youth or if we have a specific mission. Um, but eventually, there comes a time that we've got to kill the hero and and just be an everyday kind of human. Yeah, and I'm reminded of that movie, The Matrix. Yeah which is on everyone's mind because of all this red pill versus blue pill stuff. But um, the Oracle in that movie is a lady that lives in some podunk apartment Uh surrounded by like people and everyday stuff. Right. And she's like the jewel. And I'm always thinking about that because I feel like when I've come across wisdom and certain jewel of, Not that, you know, I don't want to diminish anyone, but some people are just so bright with their like knowing and, and wisdom. And sometimes that's the setting I've often found those jewels in those settings that are just like, so very mundane. Right. Right. It's like, you wouldn't look at it and be like, I aspire that. 
Yeah, and it just emerges like, like I'm feeling into like the unexpected of what you're saying too, and like sometimes that wisdom and those jewels they just appear when we need them. Like it, the the hero has to go seek them, um, but through living life in the way that I think you're talking about, it's like those things just appear from time to time. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's not at the top of a mountain or a pyramid. It's <laughs> it's in amongst the bustling. Right, right. I feel like that's just so, I, I, I totally agree, and it can be so hard to hear it amongst the bustling. Sometimes <laughs> there's just so much noise and distraction. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, it seems like that's part of the the path that you're walking is is hearing it amongst the bustling. Yeah, yeah, and, and I do consider that to be alchemy of some sort. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if there's anything, Andrea, that like you've rejected in your life mm. that just keeps coming back over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> well, what comes up is, and it, this is very synchronistic with some of the conversations I've been having recently, which is sexuality. Mm. And I think we just like took this like really high road spiritual journey kind of in our, in our conversation. And then um, it's funny to kind of like transition to that when you say resistance, but that's been on my mind lately as also the stage of development as a middle-aged woman who's been there, done that mm -hmm. <laughs> with a lot of like relationship dynamics and, you know, trying to figure out what my needs are and how to communicate them and, Maybe even feeling a little, uh, what's the right word where I'm, I don't want to say defeated, but kind of like taking a few steps back, like, well, that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about specifically sexuality with, um, you know, really wanting to fuse a, a spiritual, mm. spirituality with sexuality, but I've kind of gone back from some of that I told you that spiritual seeking I was doing before and um, also wondering how that becomes less idealized and more just everyday normal experience mm. I don't know if I'm making sense right now but I guess what I've rejected is this continuing to seek novel experiences mm-hmm with sexuality because I'm so totally ingrained in my family and in a steady, stable relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd say stable and steady, but at least like committed. Yeah. And, um, and I, I am sort of at a loss of like, where does one go from this place? It seems like there's that peace that's not easily explored when 
time and space is so filled up already. Right. With these other responsibilities. Right. Yeah. So there's this longing, this desire to connect more with sexuality in some way. A little bit of like resignation is kind of the word or, yeah, or maybe acceptance. Yeah. But then you also started a point towards like something more like everyday and ordinary, even with sexuality there towards the end. I did because um, I'm always trying to pro- <laughs> take a theory and apply it. But, yeah. Um, so that has been part of me that's changed quite a bit. Mm. I'm not like young. For, so there's so many things my body has gone through right. with pregnancies and birthing. And then there's things my body has gone through just being habituated to this life, uh, my lifestyle, which is over sedentary. Mm-hmm. And so there might be a little bit of, I'm not embodied the same way or not as like, I haven't been paying attention to myself the same way as I did as a younger woman. So, um, so I guess and sometimes as a younger woman, I would pay attention to my body deeply because of preparing myself for sexual experiences, you know, mm. either to be attractive or to be inspired by an attraction or to be with a partner. Um, and, and by being with somebody, I was having physical sensations that made me pay attention more to my body. Mm. Um, and I just feel like maybe that's a part of neglected in my life right now, mm. you know, where, you know, I, I do have a partner and we do have a sexual relationship, but it's, it's probably like every, most people's stories, they've been in a long-term relationship. Things kind of get set in a, uh, like a mode where there's habitual stuff and it just kind of gets in a pattern. And before you know it, it's not new and exciting different and you have to work on something (laughs) (laughs) yeah you've got to be creative with it (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Mm. yeah so i do here's a big thing i wonder about and um coming back to culture i know there's all these different ways of being and our culture often dictates the ways we think that are possible for Mm us and I don't know, I know so many people do it differently. Um, so you, so thank goodness in our culture, we're allowed more or less to do it pretty much any way we want to without mm. repercussions of, you know, state <laughs> <laughs> right. or religion or something like that. But I do explore, I do want to explore, um, I feel like as a middle-aged woman and growing older that I have a groundedness to my sexuality and uh, a generosity Mm. with it that I feel like could be a force for good, but Mm. it's a little taboo because I'm not like desirable in our culture, necessarily in the culture. You know what I mean? Like... Mm. I wouldn't tout myself as some sort of like 
I don't know where I'm going, Chuck. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. But I do think that's something I've put off in a compartment because it doesn't fit into all these other roles. I see, yeah. But, but there's I, something that really calls you about it. Yeah, you know, I was I was listening to a man speak about his him himself being shut down sexually and feeling like he grew up um around females who who really talked poorly about men mm-hmm. and their s- sexual directness or um you know and I just feel like there's just so much healing that needs to happen. Mm. And not for a free sexuality, but even if we could just, I don't even know if it's sexuality, but it's just like people just need to be touched. Yeah. You know? And I just feel like I have a capacity to, I could touch people that maybe would borderline. And I don't think you could do, I don't know how you would do it under any license necessarily. Right. And for it to be ethical. Um, but I feel like people just need to have like that physical therapy that might have a sexual undertone, right? but it's not necessarily sex as many people define it. Um, that's something that I'm wondering about at this time in my life. Hmm. Like, where can I, how can I channel that capacity? I feel like I have for that. Hmm. Yeah, that touch like being crammed in the car in Haiti. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> right. Also bringing in your gifts of like nurturing and, and you know, I don't want to necessarily say mothering because it might not quite be the same. Yeah. But, but a real intentional type of attention. Yeah. 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 And an accepting, loving, but like allowing. And yeah. And it has something to do with sexuality in an energetic way, but not necessarily like a full on enmeshed intimacy way, like that we would say when we're sexual with someone. Right. It's something else that I'm trying to name. And I'm just, I'm thinking about that. Yeah. And as my personal relationship would not allow for that to be to, you know, so I'm also wondering about, how can I live my life to be in alignment with all my parts? Yeah. And it might mean that this particular relationship won't sustain that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But of course with stability Hmm. and trying to be an adult, it's like, I don't want to rock the boat a whole lot without a really good, plan (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. i owe that to everyone else you know Hmm. i saw that in my own family too when my father left my mother he really rocked the boat and it was totally okay and it ended up for the best but he did it in a really inconsiderate way Hmm. that i think just caused kind of it was just reckless you know Hmm. yeah Yeah. How did that shape you? What do you remember that being like when you experienced it? Well, honestly, the dynamic with him, he was always, he was always kind of absent. And even if he was present, he was unavailable. Um, 
kind of classic, like Ted Bundy, you know, mar- married with children style guy. Mm. Um, uh, so it shaped me. What shaped me most was the devastation of my mother. Mm. And um, just knowing that. And I, I keep using this phrase. I don't mean to overuse it, but she put all her eggs in one basket mm. and it didn't bode well. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's evolutionary wisdom either or human communities. I feel like eggs are meant to be in many different baskets because mm. there's a whole community to support all those things. So, um, so it shaped me to just feel like I should diversify my emotional investments, hmm. my physical investments. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as we're talking about this too, like I'm, I'm thinking to this group I was leading yesterday too, that, you know, we were talking about sex and sexuality and monogamy yeah. and non-monogamy quite a bit. And like, I found myself saying right at the end of the group as we were wrapping up like thank you for this intercourse and it felt like such a weird vulnerable edgy thing to say (laughs) um but as i'm hearing you talk about your desires and your life experience like um and 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 the definition of intercourse in a way that's not purely sexual but definitely especially in our culture and time has a sexual connection like I, this diversity of of people with different ideas and different bodies and different beliefs and this interchange that's actually really vulnerable and creative and dynamic um, and like to bring in the pieces that you were bringing in earlier too like nurturing and caring and loving all at the same time like yeah that felt like a really important necessary intercourse of, yeah um that yeah i don't know in a, in a way that maybe we're we're missing at least you're longing for and i i share that belief that like maybe we need more of those type of spaces too yeah that we all have something to offer on a deep emotional giving level, you know, that has a, it's like a different nutrient. Mm -hmm. And I would like to see our culture create places, spaces in uh, acceptable ways to, to share that and not be so exclusive, I guess. Mm. I feel like it's a downfall, at least from the outside looking in, I can't say I have this amazing, um, like super functional relationship. But I just feel like if it's when I'm talking about sexuality, I just feel like, um, and broadening the, the definition of that to mean right. all these nutrients that we need that are intimate, right? but not necessarily penis and vagina or penis, you know, like not necessarily like genitals exactly. oriented or whatever organ that we've sexualized to for right. part of the body. Um, but more of a whole person, um, hunger and, and, you know, need Mm. that we could allow for ourselves to give and receive them. Mm -hmm. 
from different sources and it wouldn't be a betrayal. Right. I love that whole person hunger and then <laughs> a whole person feeding that can come as a response to that. <laughs> yeah. And, and it might sound a little hippie, like free love and it's not that, you know, right. it's not yeah, that. I hear you. It's, it's something different, but it's still intimate and it's still like real and, and very emotionally vested. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. That is the first draft version of that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I feel like I want to spend more time fleshing that out, but um, yeah, maybe we'll have you back at some point. And Let me us. think about that some more. Yeah. <laughs> Do some research. Surely I'm not reinventing any wheel. Like I always feel like there's got to be wheels out there that have been experimented and already like trialed and errored like certain dynamics or agreements. And Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think there is. I've done a lot of exploring over the years of, you know, like you, like different community forms, different cultural forms, um, even new agey, like mm -hmm. spiritual and sexual forms and beliefs and things like that. And, and so I think, yeah, there are things that are out there. And, you know, where I land and what I'll offer to you is like, okay, so like if you're not going to go live in a commune because you're busy taking care of kids right now, like how do you follow that unique impulse that is within you to maybe bring a little bit more of that into your life here in suburban Fort Collins? That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's totally out there. Totally. <clears throat> yeah. Well, what else? We're going to wind down here pretty soon, but I just mm -hmm. wanted to see as, as we've been kind of conversing about your life and experiences and lessons, um, are there any other major events or major experiences that kind of come to mind that have been really pivotal in shaping you that you want to share? It doesn't have to be. just thought I'd ask. Well, maybe I'll, a huge presence in my life is my... Um, experience of sisterhood oh. and I have four sisters mm. and one brother and I actually thought of him as um the man I talked about who's talking about all the women in his life talking about men <laughs> thought about my own brother like ah I mm. hope I never said anything averse about men in general because it's not true mm. it's always about specific ones um <laughs> but um sisterhood with my my biological sisters and my friends. And I feel like because of my family experience, I've been lined up to bond really easily and deeply with women. Mm. Um, and I've found that as a woman, and I think it's true for most of the women I know is that we are more sane, the most, the closer we are bonded with other women and have that as an integrated part of our lives. Like we get to have, I mean, it's, it's kind mm. of, um, minimizes like girl time or, you know, but it's, it's way more than that. I just feel right. like it's the foundation of sanity and emotional stability mm. for me. Yeah. And I would extrapolate that. It seems to be true for the other women I know. Yeah. Because of the nutrient thing, like mm. there's just so many, um, nutrients that come, they're so easily stirred up with, with other women for me that it's like, I find it so fulfilling and it's actually my, my dream as my, I'm trying to live a, whatever culture I decide 
And I love the Golden Girls. That probably shaped me. That show, <laughs> The Golden Girls. And it's yeah. like, I, I really am experimenting with this thought of like, really intentionally surrounding myself by women and having that be my kind of like foundation hmm. and a source of like creativity and, and safety to, to be like whatever that, even that intimate sexuality draft of stirring, whatever that is, right. it would need to come out of some sort of like solid and integrated space, not an individual space. Right. So that is something that um, I would mention and I would encourage if, I'm speaking as a middle-aged person to like younger women is just like, or it can be a diverse community. I don't mean to be like gender binary either. Mm -hmm. I'm learning a lot with that too. Mm -hmm. Cause my, my children teach me a lot about that. They're just so much further down the understanding and integrating of all that being aware of that. So, yeah, but yeah, I would say, um, just really being intentional about that and and uh, finding a lot of strength in my bondings with women. Right. And my weekly, if not daily, integration with sisterhood. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I was going to ask what it is about that, but you already answered the question. It's like the nutrients. Well, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's just different. Yeah. And kind of like, you know, you just, we all know one person can't be our everything, but I even feel like two people or three people can't be your everything. You really need at least, you know, two hands worth. Mm-hmm. A lot of nutrients. Yeah. A lot of different things. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> well, gee, as I, as I reflect on our conversation here today, Andrea, um, I, I, I think the big word that really kind of comes to me is like family and also like this desire for you as, as a human, as a woman, you know, to love and nurture and take care of and feed those nutrients to people in your life and to be in a place to really receive those nutrients. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I just, I'm left with this feeling of like this, like wholesome doesn't feel like the right word in some ways because of my own <laughs> like layers and judgments around since we were talking about sexuality is like, is that wholesome? But like, I, it's like, yes, like the way we're talking about it today, it's like integration of, of intercourse and feeding and, and interacting and co-creating with other people in our lives, you know, also being part of this wholesome family, um, that, that that you've kind of really been circling a lot of and, and talking about today. Um, what anything else occur to you? Like any new insights or or a strengthening of of who you are or, or what you have experienced in your life as a result of our conversation? I would say that sometimes I've thought about myself as I am now, and that word wholesome came to mind. And I don't mean to be like egotistical about it, but. And it's not like that I haven't done naughty things or, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. or that I'm pure in any way. Right. But it's like, 
I do feel like um, I'm really at peace with my intentions and um, and we're just allowed to be so many different ways and it's 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 wholesome right exactly that's my sense is like you're a whole woman you're a whole person like with with all of it yeah 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 well gosh thank you for sharing so much of yourself like i feel fed you know just like you were talking about earlier like this desire you have to share um and and be generous i I feel like you were just really generous with me and with us whoever listens to this podcast with your whole self and so i just want to honor you and Thank you for that and, and, and really like with all of my heart, give gratitude and, and blessing to you and and your life and your people and your family of and, and of all genders and the people that you serve and all of our community. Um, uh, that I hope that they're able to see you and, and receive you and the nourishment that you provide like you've given to me and us today. So, Thank thanks you so much. Thank you too. And I can't wait to listen to all of your guests. And your reflections are masterful. And just thank you so much for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Maybe we'll do it again sometime. Would love to. (laughs) Thank you for listening to My Life is the Medicine. We hope our guest story this week has inspired you to look closer at your own life. Maybe you heard some of your own story and their story through many of these experiences are common, ordinary experiences. And maybe something about their story was unique, which also might have inspired you to think about how your life, too, is unique. Either way, we hope our story today has helped you to see that your life, too, is the medicine. If you'd like to consider diving deeper into your own story and sharing your story with others, we hope you might consider joining us on a future episode. And if not, that's okay, too. We hope you'll continue listening, keep reflecting, and help you see how your life, too, is the medicine. Take good care, and we'll see you next time.